All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm your host, Matt Hines. Very excited to be here. As the weather gets a little colder, it is raining like crazy in Seattle. Shocker. Um, but we're inside, we're warm, we're dry, and uh, excited to have you here again. If you're watching live on LinkedIn or on YouTube, uh, thank you very much for checking us out in the middle of your workday, in the middle of your work week. Feel free to chime in with your own comments on today's topic and with today's speak, uh, today's uh, featured guest. Ask questions, make comments, we'll point, may, maybe make you part of the show as well, but thank you very much for watching. If you're watching on demand or listening uh, via the podcast, thanks so much for subscribing. Thanks so much for downloading. If you like what you hear today, we cover B2B sales and marketing best practices on a regular basis, and there's over 300 episodes now available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. Very excited to have with us today. Oh boy, influencer, author, evangelist, Julie Hansen joining us today to talk a little bit about how we continue to evolve sales and marketing in a virtual world. Julie, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Matt. So great to be here with you. Well, let's start with, for, for those of you that may not know you or be familiar with your work, maybe just start with sort of introduction of you and some of the things that you've been writing and thinking about lately and sort of what you've been working on lately. Sure. Well, lately, it's certainly been all about virtual as it has for many people, whether they planned on it or not, right? Uh, but I was uh, or have been a sales trainer, sales consultant for many years and teaching presentation skills. And I, I taught virtual presentation skills, but there were so few people in those classes that would use their video, right? They'd all go, oh no, I have, uh, I have tape over my video. So I don't by chance even get on video. Right. And <laughs> certainly that has all changed. Um, so when the pandemic hit, uh, I had also worked as an actor. I was in sales a long time and I worked as an actor and took a few years off to do that in New York. And I realized that, you know, all these people are going on camera and they've never had the benefit of understanding how to adapt to speaking on the camera because it's a highly unnatural act, as everyone has found out. Yep. Uh, and so I saw everyone struggling with that. And I was like, gosh, um, you know, I had the 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 benefit of having on-camera training classes as an actor. And that was the only way I ever got a part on TV or film, or I never would still be banging on the doors. <laughs> uh, so I put together some videos to help people in sales, you know, specific for business and sales to communicate more effectively on camera and um, develop the selling on video masterclass. And then I worked with you know, hundreds and hundreds of salespeople coaching them on that over the past two years. And out of that came this idea of the book, which is called Look Me in the Eye, Using Video to Build Relationships. Um, out of that process, I heard so many questions that I thought, I, I, you know, there's just so many things that we don't know intuitively. So I, I wrote the book to address a lot of the things that sellers were asking, like, well, what if my customer doesn't have their camera on? Well, what if I have two right. screens? Well, why are people so passive on video? And what, you know, why is this so uncomfortable? So it's really a guidebook to help salespeople through that. I have so many questions. We're definitely not going to have enough time today. Um, you know, I mean, if for those of you that want to learn more about Julie, definitely encourage you to go to actingforsales.com. Uh, I love the, just the perspective of thinking about this a little bit as a performance, right? I mean, you want to be authentic in selling. You want to come across as a real sort of authentic person. But talk about sort of selling as a performance and talking talk about how important it is in a virtual environment like this. For those of you that are just watching, I mean, like, you know, we it's a miracle that we get to see each other and interact with each other in real time with video. 
but this isn't the same as being in person. Like you don't see as much body language. Um, it's very difficult. I feel like I'm looking you in the eye, but I'm not because I'm looking at the screen here and I'm not looking at, it's very right. unnatural to look here all the time. Absolutely. And I've got notes and other stuff I want to look at. And if I'm looking at them, I feel you feel like I'm not talking to you. It's very complicated. Like how do you navigate that as it's a seller? Yeah, it's it's way complicated. And then you're supposed to be present and in the moment and right. listening and picking up cues. It's like it, it really is, you know, you've got a one person show going on here that you're 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 the director, you're the lighting technician, you're the makeup artist, right? You're the performer. So you have to manage all these skills. And uh, I, I guess in terms of how does this you know relate to acting and um you know, I learned as a performer, like you said, it's it, the best acting is using parts of yourself. It's not being someone you're not. It's being as authentic right. as you can in some unnatural circumstances, right? right? How would I react in this circumstance? And trying to find that true connection to express yourself. Uh, and in sales, it's really no different. It's, you know, we're playing a role, right? You're not, we're in our sales role and we're still ourselves, but we're different when we're are a, a partner or a soccer coach or a yoga instructor, right? We mm -hmm. just use different parts of ourselves. So it's it's very similar. It's just as an actor, you learn how to um, step into those roles a little more consciously, use, access those best parts of yourself. And when we're in front of a camera, what's, what's interesting is, um, you know, we're in a new medium and, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that want to deny that and go, well, I'm just going to do what I always do. And it's like, well, okay, but mm -hmm. <laughs> your results may not be as anticipated yeah. um, because we have honed our face-to-face -face skills for our entire life. And suddenly this requires new skills. Mm -hmm. And we've sort of thrown people in front of a camera, given a bunch of tools and technology and like, okay, now connect with people and really, you know, deliver that same energy and passion about what you sell with all these things going on. And oh, by the way, not knowing how to talk to a camera without, you know, looking distracted or inattentive or, you know, unconfident. So it's, it's a lot. Uh, oftentimes people say, well, I, you know, I just want to do, I don't want to adapt. Why do I have to adapt to this? It's like, you know, we adapt when we're in person all the time. Like if you were in person and you were presenting, you learn to sort of position yourself so they can see the screen behind you. Right. Or, um, you would, you adjust your energy for the room. It's really not, you know, it's, it's different in, in that the techniques are different, but this right. idea of we're adapting because it's all about the customer's experience. Yeah. Right. Well, and you think about what that means in terms of differentiating yourself, right? I mean, I think, you know, we, you've got this different virtual medium. You've got prospects that may be going from Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting that can get a little monotonous and get tiring. What are you doing in the way you come across? What are you doing in your presentation, in your body language, how well you smile, and and also just, just how you present yourself that helps you be someone that is just enjoyable in that environment as well. Um and that can be hard to do. I am very curious though, and just explicitly, because I'm I'm personally very bad at this. Like I'm trained to look someone in the eye. So I'm looking at you as I'm talking to you. And if I mean I'm I'm assuming that people that do, you know, do like talk shows on TV for a living that do remote, they're so used to just just staring at the camera and pretending they're looking at you in the eye. It is very, it is a very difficult thing to do. Just it's a purely skill. Yeah. tactically, is this just something that it so A is like on a scale of one tell, how important is it that I look here? 
as if mm-hmm. I'm looking at you versus looking down at you here. How important is that? And B, what are some tactics to help people? Just is it just practice? Is it just doing it often? Um, like what, what's, what's the best yeah. way to do it? You know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it by now, right? right. Clearly not. I could, I mean, how many times have you heard, well, you should look at the camera. It's like, oh, thank you. That's so helpful, right? That's why I wrote a book about it. It's not, you know, you told me that as an actor, that didn't help me. Uh, so, you know, there are tactics to do that. And certainly it's practice, but, but you know, practicing in a certain way and making yeah. it, you know, um, easier to, to adjust to. Uh, but the reason it's important is if, Matt, you were telling me your biggest problem that you're having today and you were pouring your heart out to me and I was looking down. Might you feel that I'm perhaps distracted or uninterested or checking my phone? I mean, if we did that in person, the other person would be like, hey, do you mind? Um, It is the equivalent of what we're doing virtually all the time. Um, Whether we like it or not. It, the reality mm-hmm. is if we're not looking at the camera, the other person doesn't feel like you're, you're paying attention to them. You're listening right. to them. You're interested. Right. Eye contact is related to, uh, you know, honesty and telling the truth and confidence. It helps you build a relationship faster. So there's all these great qualities about making direct eye contact that we're not taking advantage of. And it's already more difficult to build relationships on video. Harvard right. Business Review did a, a study on that, which is really not surprising, right? Um, and we're we're just tying ourselves, our hands down by not understanding how we come across on camera, how our customer perceives us, what the camera does to our behavior, mm-hmm. and how we need to adapt so that our customer has an experience where, like you said, they go, oh, wow, that was a great call I had with Matt. You know, I just felt energized. I'm excited about the next call. Most calls are nothing like that. Yeah. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Julie Hansen, a uh, sales expert who's written extensively on how to sell and how to present yourself in the virtual world. Encourage everyone, actingforsales.com, juliehansen.live. Uh, tons of great content, a lot of good free stuff up there in terms of best practices. You've also got a bunch of some great uh, workshops. You've got a selling on video masterclass that I highly recommend people check out as well. And I think that... There are things that engage us in the real world um, that work in virtual as well. Like I think it, if you are, if we're not on video, it's easy to get distracted and get away with it, right? And you may be able to right. fake your way through a conversation by doing that, but then you're not really paying attention. You're not gathering that information by you looking me in the eye, even though you're looking at camera right now. By me thinking you're looking me in the eye, I have tens of thousands of years of like hardwired brain to think like you're looking at me. You're going to recognize whether I'm paying attention or not. So I am yeah. therefore going to more likely pay attention to you. How often are you in a meeting or even at a conference when someone on stage, they, they look like they're looking at you. And how often do you sort of naturally just sort of like you, you look them back, you know, now you're really paying attention. Now you're nodding your head or sort of reacting right? to what they're saying. They're not looking at you directly if they're on stage and there's thousands of people out there, but that connection matters. Right. And so there's an, there's a, there's a, there's a, I think there probably is a very direct correlation between that direct connection you have and the amount of the content they consume and actually retain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, to your point, it's like, even if you have 20 people on your call, which you can't possibly manage 
to look at, even if you tried on a Zoom and yeah. and catch body language and you know read these cues, you won't be able to do it right. and you know connect. But what we can remember, and I, I teach a technique on the book to you know set your screen up so that you can use your peripheral vision to to still look at the camera and catch some major changes in body language. Like if you if you have it set up right and you're looking at your camera. Um, you know, for instance, I can see that Matt just nodded, right? I can mm -hmm. see him smiling. Uh, I can see these things. And so I know if if I continually see some movement, I maybe need to check on that, in on yeah. that. I need to do a micro check-in. But I don't constantly right. need to do this, you know, the up and down, which, you yeah. know, our eye contact sends so much information to people. It yeah. That tells me you're not certain, you're maybe hiding something. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to be very intentional about, you know, where we're looking and, and what we're doing. But, but even if we have that many people on the call, the thing is video is a very personal medium. So everyone is having their own individual experience with you. So mm -hmm. if I'm looking at the camera, everybody feels like I'm talking to them and people, you know, salespeople don't use this knowledge enough. One of the things you can do with that power is, you know, we all complain about, oh, people are so passive on video, right? The customers, especially if you get a number of people on a call. And, and that's true. That is, that is people go into kind of receiving mode when they're in front of a screen, especially if right. they think it's a pitch or a presentation, right? They're not there to engage. Right. And so we have to break that pattern. But also, if you don't look at the camera when you ask a question, um, I'm not going to feel compelled to answer it. Right. right. I mean, the simplest way to improve people's interaction is to look at the camera, ask the question and hold it there. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like the pressure is building, as I say? Yeah. No, yeah, how does that sound, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's, you know, and if you if you've done that and someone's paying attention, they feel like they need to engage with you. You've done that. They may not be paying attention. It's a quick way to sort of get them back, um, sort of engage with you in a more direct way. Right. Right. Love it. Uh, well, we just got a couple more minutes uh, with Julie Hansen today. Definitely make sure you check out her book, Look Me in the Eye, brand new book you can find on Amazon and where great books are sold. Want to make sure we also recognize our sponsor, Sendoso. Pretty relevant, I think, Julie, to this conversation today about just the way that we are selling in a very hybrid workplace. We've got digital saturation in a lot of channels. We've got hybrid opportunities, but like those human connections we're talking about, looking someone in the eye, connecting with someone on a personal level still makes a huge difference. And whether you do that physical, hybrid, virtual, still super important. I love what Sendoso has done to sort of help evangelize these ideas. They recently did their connected conference, tons of best practices, <coughs> excuse me, lots of customers that are doing virtual hybrid work, connecting at a human mm. level. Definitely encourage everyone, even though the conference is passed, you can't attend it live. It's all available on demand, sendoso.com slash connected dash 2021. Uh, some really great content, some great on-demand stuff there that I think, you know, can allow you to take some of what we're talking about here with Julie on in, in terms of sort of skills in selling and bring that to life throughout your entire go-to-market strategy. So really want to thank Sendoso for engaging with us uh, and, uh, and participating as a sponsor of Sales Pipeline Radio. Last question I want to ask for you, I think, is around sort of preparation for selling. And I think about, you know, getting into a sales environment where, you know, you've got your deck and you got your messages you're trying to use. And I think there's an analogy there for actors. Like if you give someone a script and say like, go up and, and perform, if they don't know the words, they're focused on the script versus the performance. 
if you know your content well, if you know what you're trying to say, if you have already done some practice envisioning where you want this to go, you're going you're gonna to be more comfortable with the content, more natural in presenting it, and be able to focus more on, on the performance. How, how close is that analogy in terms of helping people? No, that that is spot on. Like you know, an, you can't even really rehearse effectively as an actor until you're off book or off yeah. script, right? Yeah. Because you're too busy thinking about what's the next line, and you're not you're not establishing those connections like you're trying to do in a in a in a scene. And the same thing is true in sales. Like if you are constantly worried about what's the next slide, how am I going to introduce it? Like I, I say, why write copy in your head on the spot? Like that's the hardest thing to do, right? And it doesn't mean you have to memorize the whole thing. We we don't have a you know a um, writer there in the room going, she messed up that line, right? But it gives you confidence. And there's certain things that can um, you know give you more confidence, which is always know your first line, right? Because that's yeah. as a performer, what you find is and a presenter, and I'm sure you've you've perhaps felt this, like those that first minute, that those first few seconds are the most nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. especially virtually where you've got all these different things to manage. So you got to have that first line down so that once you get that out, then muscle memory sort of kicks in and yeah. you go. But yeah. also in preparation in terms of uh, you got to be on. You got to be on before you hit, you know, join meeting. Mm -hmm. um, what I learned as an actor is actors don't wait until the, the curtain goes up or the camera goes on to be in character, to be at the right energy level, to be, right. you know, in the moment. And I see a lot of salespeople sort of, you know, taking a couple minutes to really get their stride, to hit their sweet spot. And we don't have that kind of attention span anymore, right? Yeah. Especially if you're sending a video to someone, it's like, delete. You don't know, yep. you didn't grab my attention, right? Right. Right. You weren't looking at me. You didn't. It wasn't compelling. It was wooden. Uh, so many reasons to hit delete. So well, and getting I think the, in that the, place is important. The delete button is happening faster and faster with people as well as our attention spans go down. So super important advice. Well, listen, I don't want to give everything away. We need people to sort of buy some workshops and books here. But I, Julie, thank you for being so generous with your time and ideas today. For those that you want to learn more. Uh, definitely check out uh, juliehanson.live. You can get a copy of the book, Look Me in the Eye at Amazon, as well as directly on the site. Um, acting for Sales, go to Acting Number Four Sales on Twitter. You're going to see a lot of great Julie's insights and be able to follow her as well. And Julie, thanks so much for being uh, generous with your time and joining us today. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching live. For those of you listening, thanks so much again for downloading and subscribing. If you want to share this conversation with some of your sales leaders, other people in your go-to-market team, uh, you can find this on demand shortly at salespipelineradio.com. With that, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.